0: Welcome to the Daily Bite. I'm your host, Pastor Steve Andrews. Today we finish the text of Job's speech in response to Zophar as he lays out his case before God in Job chapter 14. Man who is born of a woman is few of days and full of trouble. He comes out like a flower and withers. He flees like a shadow and continues not. And do you open your eyes on such a one and bring me into judgment with you? Who can bring a clean thing out of an unclean? There is not one. Since his days are determined and the number of his months is with you, and you have appointed his limits that he cannot pass, look away from him and leave him alone that he may enjoy like a hired hand his day. For there is hope for a tree, if it be cut down, that it will sprout again. And that its shoots will not cease, though its roots grow old in the earth and its stump die in the soil. Yet at the scent of water it will bud and put out branches like a young plant. But a man dies and is laid low. Man breathes his last, and where is he? As waters fail from a lake and a river wastes away and dries up, so a man lies down and rises not again till the heavens are no more. He will not awake or be roused out of his sleep. Oh, that you would hide me in Sheol, that you would conceal me until your wrath be past; that you would appoint me a set time and remember me. If a man dies, shall he live again? All the days of my service I would wait till my renewal should come. You would call, and I would answer you. You would long for the work of your hands, for then you would number my steps. You would not keep watch over my sin. My transgression would be sealed up in a bag, and you would cover over my iniquity." But the mountain falls and crumbles away, and the rock is removed from its place. The waters wear away the stones. The torrents wash away the soil of the earth. So you destroy the hope of man. You prevail forever against him, and he passes. You change his countenance and send him away. His sons come to honor, and he does not know it. They are brought low, and he perceives it not. He feels only the pain of his own body, and he mourns only for himself. This is the word of the Lord. So Job continues to make his case against God that Job is in the right and God is in the wrong in all of this. The subtitle of the section in our English Bibles, uh, in the ESV text, Death Comes Soon to All, is picked up on pretty quickly here in the first couple of verses. Man who is born of woman, so all men, is few of days and full of trouble our life doesn't last that long. And this is true. Right? In the context of history, even a young earth of 6,000 years, your life is not much at all. But in the context of the everlasting, in the context of an eternity, this life is truly nothing. It doesn't even register as a blink of an eye. It's so short. And it is full of trouble. This is true. Our lives are, are filled with brokenness because of our sin and the sins of the people around us. This life does not last. That's the picture of the flower. You get the flower that blooms and it's beautiful and then within you know days or weeks it's gone. Or like a shadow. It's there and then, then it's not. Life does not last. And so Job takes this fleetingness of life. He throws it before God and says, almost almost says, Why bother with me at all? I'm so insignificant. Just leave me alone. Just let me be. Forget about me. And he's going to pick up on that again in verses 5 and 6. It's a little different in verse 4, which is why I'm passing over it for a moment. Man's days are determined. God knows the number of his months he's appointed his limits and Genesis chapter 6 verse 3 picks up on that at 120 years Gods setting a limit so look away, leave him alone let him enjoy his day that would not end well if God left us alone to just enjoy what we wanted to enjoy we would revel in our sin and this would be this would be a terrible result for us as we would not live forever. We would, we would be forever separated from God in the pits of hell. So instead, let's double back to verse 4. Who can bring a clean thing out of an unclean Job is acknowledging here that we are all born in sin, we are all conceived in sin who can take this unclean thing and make it clean again or make it clean period we don't even have to say again there there is not one is Job's argument but I want to pause on that and I want you to throw it to your children who can take this unclean thing, pointing to myself pointing to yourself who can take this broken thing and make it new make it clean. There is one. His name is Jesus, and he's done it. He's done it for you. He's done it for your children. He's done it for me and my children. This promise is for you and for your children and for all who are far off. That's some gospel right there. Job then gives an analogy there's hope for a tree if it's cut down that it can grow back again. It's verses seven through nine, but not man. Verse ten a man dies, he's laid low, he breathes his last, and where is he? I'm pause on that one too. If your children haven't had this conversation before, this is a good conversation to have. What do we know about what actually happens when we die? You know we we take the body of the person. We treat the body with respect because, as Christians, we believe that the body will be raised. So we treat it with respect and we lay the body in the ground. But while the body is in the ground resting, the soul is separated from the body. The soul is with the Lord, resting with the Lord. Until the last day when Christ returns and puts the two back together again. body is raised and the body and the soul are reunited and glorified. Whatever that means, we have no idea. I mean, we have little idea. But we, don't, we just don't know much. There's so much that we don't have an understanding of what this immortality is going to look like. But when we are, when man dies, where are we? body's in the ground and the soul is with Christ that is a a thing of comfort in the midst of grief and that's something that we all need as we grieve everyone in this world is grieving verse 11 another analogy not as strong as the tree analogy Uh, In my mind, uh, you get the water of a lake or a river that dries up. And so a man lies down and cannot rise again. But the water can be returned to a lake or a river, if the Lord so chooses. You get a heavy rain, prolonged rain, and those things can be filled again. might take some, some doing. So that's why I say it's not as strong as the picture of the tree from before. But we get what he says. A man lies down and rises not again. Till, this is an interesting shift for Job here, till the heavens are no more, he will not awake or be roused out of his sleep. I've heard commentary suggest this is not Job pointing to the resurrection, but rather just the destruction of all things. But if that were the case, man would not awake. We would not be roused out of our sleep. We would just be gone. Verses 12 through 17, make you think that Job is starting to hope in a resurrection. So hide me in Sheol, the grave, the depth of the earth, until your wrath is passed, God's wrath passes in Christ, as Christ forgives our sins, until upset time, and then remember me. See that? That's a resurrection picture, right? If a man dies, shall he live again? The answer to that question is yes, in Christ. I would wait till my renewal should come. You would call, I would answer. Number my steps, you would not keep watch over my sin. In paradise, we won't have any sin. I mean, There's some, some idea here that Job is looking for a resurrection. Verse 15, he asks that God would love his creation. Long for the work of your hands. The text does slow down though. Verse 17, Job looks at sin in an odd way that it's covered, uh, that it's hidden so that it can't contaminate. Is that forgiveness? Is that what the forgiveness of God is like? He takes your sins and he kind of hides them somewhere? No, the forgiveness of God is so much greater than that. Your sins are gone, truly gone. They're removed from you and gone forever, forgotten, even by the one who knows everything. The God who is omniscient, all-knowing, knows all things, forgets our sins. So Job's picture, there's a little weakened, and then we see him shift again. He shifts back. He seems to take everything about the resurrection he just said and takes it all back. The mountain falls and crumbles away. The rock is removed. Waters wear out. Torrents wash away. So everything's destroyed. So you destroy the hope of man. You prevail against him forever no resurrection if he's against us forever. You change his countenance, so his face, his appearance, and you send him away. It's hard to say where Job's at on this one. You see some good in the middle of the chapter, but then he shifts gears and goes back to his despair at the end. As he finishes this argument, And tomorrow we get to see one of his friends speak in response.